I'm Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. The Clippers crushed Denver in Game 1. The Clippers' odds to advance improved to 97% after that impressive victory. The Clippers and Lakers are now clear-cut title favorites despite being on a collision course in the Western Conference Finals. Miami-Milwaukee Game 3. Miami has dominated the series, but Vegas says Milwaukee is the much better team. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell alongside Steve Fezzik. We will take you all the way until 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the final non-NFL weekend of the entire year. So Fez and I will do what Fez does best, and he will preview two teams, not one, but two multiple best bets, you name it, money-making opportunities, and the typical shenanigans here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the broadcast professional that is Steve Fezzik blossoming before our very ears. Jonas Knox, how excited are you to finally have the NFL back here next week? I can hear it in your voice. Oh my God! Thank Christ! Thank Christ. something normal. You know, we have we, everything's been abnormal the past few months. Something normal. We're going to get the NFL starting in September. It's going to start on time. I don't care that there's fans in attendance. I don't care how many teams pipe in crowd noise. We're going to get the NFL on television. And Fez, you know this is a better. You don't need to be there in person. All you need is access to a television and your laptop. And you're going to be firing away picks throughout the course of this season. You know, with the red zone coverage, I'm shocked anybody goes to a live NFL game anymore. It is so much better just being in your living room or your den or your office watching all the games at once. All right. So everybody remember that when Fez tries to sell you his season tickets to the Las Vegas Raiders. You remember what he just said. He just diminished the value of his own tickets by telling you, don't even bother. Just watch the red zone. But not that I completely disagree, Fez, but we will have plenty of time for the NFL. But let's get in the NBA now first because we've got to talk about what happened in the bubble last night in Orlando between the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. That was a wipeout. That game wasn't close, Steve Ezek. Yeah, Denver, I could argue, just hasn't been the same since halftime. Game 7 against Utah. Joe Ingles, hard foul on Jamal Murray there. And Murray did not look right. Murray struggled in the second half shooting. And it wasn't just Murray. The entire Denver team looked like they were gassed, right, Jonas, during the entire game. But Jamal Murray... uh, 
he took control against Utah, and here he was just passing to teammates. He looked less than 100% to me. What did you see? Yeah, no, they didn't look completely healthy. They, or I don't know if it was healthy or they just looked fatigued. They looked like they had put everything into that series because it's one thing if you go seven games. It's another thing to have to win out, to, to be down three games to one like they were and have to rattle off that many wins in a row. It's emotionally draining. It felt like that was a natural letdown spot for them. And the Clippers got solid production. And this is the frustrating thing about the L.A. Clippers. You look at them and you go, okay, they may have the best player in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. They've got a deep bench. They've got a coach who's won a title before and coached in multiple NBA finals before and has had success at this level. So why can't they do this consistently? And they've got to be one of those teams, Fez, where as a professional better, you look at the Clippers and you go... God, this team's maddening to have to try and handicap because you don't know what version of them you're going to get from one game to the next. Yeah, and the Clippers, the the book on them was that they're going to gel at some point. They've got all these uh, – the two superstars come in, they add new pieces, and – there was a feeling during the summer camp in Orlando, this team could get really good with everyone practicing. And then all of a sudden, Lou Williams and company decided that summer camp was optional. And they had five guys that weren't there during part of the time due to injury, due to COVID, or due to personal issues. And it looks like the Clippers, at least recently, are finally starting to bond together. And Jonas, the Clippers are now the favorite to win the NBA title. Plus 210. So you bet 100 on the Clippers. You only get back 210. Clippers are the favorite. Well, Fez, let me just introduce you to a new world. I don't know if you're familiar with this world, but I'll, I'll walk you through it here. It's called hindsight 2020 betting to where after a result happens, you go back and you claim, of course, that's how that game played out. Now, I don't know if it's ever going to win you any money. Uh, you probably need one of those back to the future Biff uh, sports almanacs to go back and win all your bets if that's the, if that's the way you want to play it. But it's called Hindsight 2020 Betting. So I will tell you this, Steve Fezzik, that in hindsight, the Clippers beating the Nuggets and blowing them out is exactly how that game was going to go. Now, did I place any money on it? Absolutely not. Why? I don't have any money to bet on it. But never mind all that. Here's the point. Jamal Murray, if you paid close enough attention to this, he told you how this game was going to go. This was moments after their Game 7 win earlier this week when he was on with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. Between now and Thursday, what do you do? We play Thursday? You yeah. get two days off? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Thursday. Man, um, well, that's a bummer. I mean, Fez... He was telling you what was going to happen. Now, again, I didn't do it, but hindsight says he was 100% correct. This was the spot on. This was the bet to make. Did you hear that from Jamal Murray? If you didn't hear that, how much more would you have put down on the Clippers to win that game last night? I did hear it, and I got to be honest. I bet the Clippers, but the point spread tax was high on the Clippers. They were a nine-point favorite, but I made a much bigger bet on Jamal Murray to go under 24.5. There's a Wall Street expression, Jonas, when a stock has been going up, up, up. Trees cannot grow to the sky. And Jamal Murray's stock had become so sky-high with the 250-point games against Utah that everyone seemingly ignored the fact that Joel Ingles obliterated him. And he was awful in the second half, 3-for-14, hobbling around. You heard the quote. Didn't look like he was pleased about playing Thursday. And clearly, this was a 
I don't want to call it a business decision, but Murray was not all out. 12 points in game one here, under 24 and a half. One of the best bets you could make. And actually, I did give that one out to my clients, so I was on top of that one. You know, I got to tell you, following the Orlando bubble day in and day out, and the prop bets and the like, you can really find some nice bets if you dig in enough. Well, now you may look at it as similar to Wall Street, and that's how you sort of equate things because you're on a different level when it comes to finances and economy and things like that that I am. I look at like, okay, walking through a casino in Vegas and you're just mangled. You've been drinking all day. You've been by the pool and you happen to see roulette board. And the way my mind works is, all right, if it's hit black or red like 10 to 12 times in a row, the first thing I'm doing is going the opposite because I go law of averages. What's what are the chances this can happen again? So I would have applied that to Jamal Murray and said, what are the chances he's going to have this bonkers performance like he's had all these other games in the past? And I would have won. But again, I didn't have the balls to make the pick. So this is a hindsight 2020 bet. And I'm telling you right now, if we made that a, a feature on this show to where I could tell you what was going to happen in a game after it happened, I could make some people a lot of money, Fez. Telling you that and right now. A whole lot of people could do that. And in fact, whenever I get a text from someone who tells me, hey, this was one of my biggest bets I've made all year, Fez, I cashed it, I always text back, no past posts. If yeah. you don't tell me before the game, I don't want to hear about it. Fair enough. All right. So Steve Fezzik Jonas knocks in for RJ Bell here on Straight Out of Vegas. Last thing on Clippers Nuggets. So you mentioned the LA Clippers and their NBA title odds. What are the odds on this series as of right now? If you wanted to get gutsy or some would call it dumb, and bet on the Denver Nuggets, what would the payout be based on what we saw last night in Orlando? You can get 20 to 1 on Denver. $1 makes you 20, Jonas. But if you feel that this series is already over, you can bet the Clippers. You can risk $50, get this, to win $1. (laughs) So wait a second. The Clippers are 50 to 1 in this series? (laughs) Yes, they are. So Vegas is saying, hey, Jamal Murray and company, you can just go home right now. This series is essentially over. Wow. Interesting. All right. So uh, that's uh, where things stand with the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. Now we go over to a stunning ending in the bubble. This was the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Toronto shocks Boston left wide open. OG in the corner 4-3 and the Toronto Raptors get their first game in that series. So now the Celtics have a 2-1 series lead. All the thought is Toronto's got all the momentum Steve Fezzik. You know that made up thing momentum that people like to point to and don't really know how what it actually is and it's not really there's no real physical evidence of momentum but nonetheless people are pointing to momentum for the Toronto Raptors and you're not so sure that's how this thing's going to go. Yeah, I'm not sold on any momentum. The series I've seen is Boston has been the better team in game one, game two, and game three. You know, think about the narrative. If that miracle three-pointer doesn't go in, then all of a sudden it's like this was just a wipeout. Boston absolutely is dominating. They didn't even get a good game from Tatum Tatum game three, and they should have won. So Toronto is lucky to only be down 1-2 at this point, and it's clear to me that Boston's the better team. And part of it is the matchup. Toronto is struggling with the lack of pace. That 104 they got last night was the most they've gotten in any of the three games. Toronto, very important for them to score in transition. They led the NBA in fast break points, 28 per game, and Boston's a top-five team at stopping the fast break. And that slowed down the Toronto guards 
And I got to tell you, the bench, Powell's a really good player off the bench in transition. He has not been seen from. So it's Abaka and nobody else off the bench for Toronto who does not look deep at all. And look, Jason Tatum was not good last night. He didn't play well. He didn't shoot it well. And the fact that Jason Tatum didn't play that well, and it took that for Toronto to get one game, and it was a blown assignment defensively. As much as we, people want to credit Nick Nurse and the out-of-bounds play, it was a blown assignment defensively for the Boston Celtics, and they were able to hit a shot and rattle in a three from the corner, and they get a game. So I, I can understand if this next game was in Toronto – if you wanted to talk about momentum, I totally get it. But the fact that we're on a neutral floor, I just don't buy into that in this situation. I, I really don't. I don't buy into, oh, my God, uh, uh, total chaos. What a performance. Uh, you know, the, the Raptors have all the momentum. What momentum? They're playing in front of uh, video screens. This is still going to come down to who's been the better team. And to your point, the Celtics have been the better team so far in the series. Now, as far as the odds go, where does Boston stand not only in the series, but as far as the NBA title goes, as they are now two wins away from the Eastern Conference Finals? So the Celtics are the number three team to win the title at 6-1. to one. The Celtics are favored in the series minus 210, so risk 210 to win 100. So Vegas is saying the Celtics should win the series about two-thirds of the time. i got to tell you, Jonas, Game 4, I am really surprised by this line. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Boston is catching one point Game 4 against Toronto. That just cannot be right. My numbers say Boston's a slightly better team, and I don't think I'm on an island by any stretch. And the situation with the zigzag, RJ spoke about this throughout the week and has done a great job talking about when you lose a game, that benefits you in the next game. You're the team that gets to make the adjustments. You're the team that comes out a little bit hungrier. I would be very surprised if by the time this game doesn't tip off that Boston doesn't become the favorite. If you like the Celtics, which I do, I would bet the Celtics right now. And in fact, Jonas, I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to put a best bet here in the A block on the Celtics plus the one. Look at you going to the holster, pulling out a best bet this early in the show. My God, what is that going to be? Four best bets on this show? Have you ever ever had four best bets in one show, Fez? Not on this show. Yeah, I don't think you have. My God, football season has done amazing. You flip the calendar September and all of a sudden Fez is just wheeling and dealing here on national radio. Here's the other thing. This whole idea that somehow the Toronto Raptors were a better team without Kawhi Leonard and everyone wants to point to the record and their record without Kawhi and all this stuff. You're seeing in this series, as you advance from one level to the next in the NBA playoffs, players win these games. The best players on the floor are going to be the best players out there. Toronto doesn't have anybody as good as Jason Tatum. If this was a Kawhi Leonard Toronto Raptors team, we're talking about a whole different situation. The fact that in Anybody thought Toronto without Kawhi Leonard was going to somehow, some way be better than they were the year before. I just don't buy it. And I felt like that was a lot of people who were pointing to, oh, my God, look at their record without Kawhi. Nick Nurse deserves to be coach of the year. This team is somehow better without Kawhi Leonard. They're not. I think the record was deceiving. And I think we're seeing it play out in the postseason. And I do think Toronto is a bully that when they're playing a team that doesn't play defense and isn't a good team, you know, Siakam, Lowry, and Van Vliet can go go ahead and flex their muscles and play very well. But when they play top competition, they have certainly struggled. I know against the Celtics, they're two and five straight up, one and six against the spread. Uh, Toronto 
does not have the look of a team that can compete with the NBA elite. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, we are going to have a look ahead to one of the most pivotal games of the entire playoffs. All the information you need that's next here, right for you on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will get an early look at one of the most important games in the bubble in Orlando of the entire playoffs. That's coming up here in just a couple of minutes from now. First, though, like we do daily here on Straight Out of Vegas, we need to find out what the weather conditions are on the strip. And for that, we go to our interim media meteorologist Steve Fezzik. He is the replacement for this Friday edition here on Straight Out of Vegas, and he is currently just finishing up his third beer bong at Margaritaville on the Strip in Las Vegas. Steve, what's the latest conditions there from Vegas? Yeah, we bring the fun and excitement and the heat of Vegas each and every day. Current temperature, Jonas, 108 degrees, and the neon is Blazing. We're about to get to uh, your uh, uh, temperature out here in Southern California, Fez. Uh, it's going to get, uh, in some places, it's going to approach 115 in certain parts of Southern California this weekend. So It's a dry heat. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a dry heat. Um, I mean, you melt, but it's a dry heat no matter <laughs> what. Uh, all right, so Fez, uh, with that being said, this is one of the most important games of the entire playoffs because I think not only could it impact what happens on this NBA championship, but who knows, maybe the entire Eastern Conference, if things go as bad as they've gone so far, could we see Giannis Antetokounmpo say, I'm out of here, I need help, I don't like the situation, I don't like what's happening. He doesn't seem like that type of guy, but those questions are real questions. And that brings us to game three between the Bucks and the Heat. Miami has a 2-0 series lead. They're tipping off there in a little over five minutes from now. And right now on pregame.com, the Milwaukee Bucks are a five-point favorite. What an interesting line this is, Jonas. So I don't have a pick on this game, but... Vegas is saying that Milwaukee is not just the better team. They are the much better team. They're laying five in this game, despite having been completely outplayed in the first two games of the series. I got to ask you, Jonas. Is Vegas getting this right? Who do you think is the better team? I think Miami's been the better team so far. They can, and this is this was my point on the foul calls at the end of the game a couple of nights ago. I understand that if you just took those fouls and put them just you know one at a time, the foul on Chris Middleton shooting the three, I wouldn't have made the call. Pretty ticky-tack, kind of petty in that spot. The foul, Giannis on Jimmy Butler. Yes, he made contact. I wouldn't have made that call. Pretty ticky-tack, kind of petty in the spot. But when you have those together, to me, we ended up with the right result. And ultimately, that's what you want to have happen. You don't want one call to butcher everything. You don't want what happened in the NFC title game between the Rams and Saints, even though Saints fans cried a little bit too much about it afterwards. You don't want that to determine who goes to a Super Bowl. But if you had both of those calls and they even each other out, I can swallow that. I can look at that and say, okay, ultimately we got the right result. Miami was the better team in that game. 
Miami was the better team in game one. Miami's been the better team all series. So the fact that we're in a game three, there is no home court advantage for Milwaukee. What are they telling us here, Fez? It's on a neutral floor. They've got Milwaukee sitting at a five-point favorite. Are they trying to tell us that if this game were in Milwaukee, that Milwaukee down 2-0 would be an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in Milwaukee? They are, and this goes back to what RJ's been talking about with the zigzag, and I guess we should call this the zig-zigzag, where when you have a team that loses the last game and needs the game, um, oftentimes Vegas has to make an adjustment for that, and I think they've made a huge adjustment on the spread in this game. Think about the spreads on these three games. Game one was five, game two was five and a half, now game three is five, so there's been no adjustment in this line versus game one, despite Milwaukee getting completely out played versus expectations the zigzag says this is an all-in game for milwaukee and it might be a game that miami exhales a little bit and maybe doesn't bring their best effort let me ask you about the series price what have we seen um and 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 i don't know if you have it uh, with you but where was the series price to start out and where are we at now with milwaukee down two games to none but a five-point favorite in game three coming up well, Jonas, you know I'm going to remember this because I took as a best bet Miami to win the series plus the 350. Now Miami is favored. Miami is minus 165. So we've gone from a big dog Miami to becoming the favorite. Wow. Uh, and then as far as the NBA title odds go, have we seen any adjustment or how significant of an adjustment have we seen for both not only Milwaukee but the Miami Heat over the past week or so? Yeah, huge adjustment because the Bucks and the Heat, now both teams have the same odds, 7-1. to one. But uh, looking back, the Miami Heat, if you go all the way back to July, they were 40-1, to one, and the Bucks were right around 3-1 to one at that time. All right, so straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. I want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, Steve Fezzik. NFL preview time. We've been counting down 32 all the way to one. Your top teams in the NFL, which brings us today to two teams. And we're going to start out with team number five. And that team is none other than the Dallas Cowboys. And I like the Dallas Cowboys over 10 wins. You know, I'm surprised that I'm going over 10 with Dallas here. But the more I dig into Dallas's season last year, Jonas, this is a team. They've only won eight games. They really should have won either 10 or 11 games. How in the world did this team only win eight? Well, they went 0-5 on their close games. And some of those were gut-wrenching losses, including the loss against Minnesota, where uh, they just kept handing it to uh, Zeke Elliott instead of winning the game. Really tough loss against New Orleans. Bottom line, if they go 2-2-1 in those games, as they should have, Dallas would have been a 10-5-1 team. So if they should have won 10 games last year, this year, if I look at coaching, I have my questions about McCarthy, and I have my questions about a new coach, the transition in a COVID year with limited practices. But I absolutely could not stand Garrett and his in-game decisions that he made. I have to feel that that is an upgrade in coaching, and I think that will get Dallas to 11 wins. I am looking – I bet Dallas over 10 wins, best bet. 
Yeah, and I like Dallas uh, in that division as well, too. I, I just I have way too many concerns about Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is the only other team that, that I look at that can compete with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sold on Carson Wentz health-wise. I'm just not. I'm not sold on what Philadelphia's got going on, especially with all these cluster injuries, as you like to call it, at the offensive line position. I mean, Jason Peters agreed to play guard. Now they want him to move back to tackle, and he's telling them, if you want me to move to tackle, I need a pay raise. I mean, to me, that just seems like it might be a little bit problematic before the season starts. But nonetheless, I'm not I'm not buying into Philly, and I do like Dallas. I also wonder about the coaching in limited availability and the opportunity for Mike McCarthy to really get his hands on that offense. But everything that we've heard is that Mike McCarthy's not going to be calling uh, the plays there offensively um, and, and that it's going to be the offensive coordinator who was there a year ago. His name is slipping my mind. Form- Ke- uh, Kellen Ke- Moore. Kellen yeah. Moore, uh, former quarterback. I, I think lefty and I think Boise State. And for some reason, I just it, I was crossing the streams. I don't know why. But nonetheless, <laughs> Kellen Moore is going to be the offensive coordinator again. And of According to Mike McCarthy, he's going to be the guy calling plays. Yeah, so there is some continuity there, and I think you bring up a really strong point. Oftentimes when you're betting on a team, you want to look at their opponents in division, and ideally you want to not like their opponents. Now, Dallas is favored to win the division now. They're minus 130, and a big part of it is that Philly absolutely has gotten bad news. Lost two linemen, um, so cluster injuries, as we mentioned on the line. Wide receivers, two of their three starting wide receivers, aren't going to be ready to go in September. Wentz hasn't practiced all week, so who knows what going on with his health and I certainly don't like the New York Giants I don't like the Washington football team so other reasons that point me to Dallas over 10 wins as a bet Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so that was one of two teams that we are previewing today. We are now in the final five as we approach the NFL season. You just heard team number five being the Dallas Cowboys. Wait till you hear who Steve Fezzik has as his number four team heading into the season in the NFL. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. We do have our NFL preview coming up here. Team number four may be a bit surprising to some of you, so that'll be coming up here in just a moment. I uh, do want to give uh, Steve Fezzik the opportunity to pat himself on the back uh, and celebrate himself here nationally on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, there was a best bet that was made, Steve Fezzik, on this show uh, that you feel like you'd like to gloat about a little bit as we get ready for tip-off in uh, in game three between the Heat and the Bucks, um, you would still like to go back retroactively and celebrate your call and your prediction on game two. So go ahead. Well, I got to give McKenzie, our research guy here, the credit for this one. But Giannis, we played under 31 and a half points in game two. And Miami has shut down Giannis. Historically, Giannis has averaged about 29 points. But when he plays the Heat, He's averaged only 24. So the question is, if we played him under 31 and a half last uh, game, why don't we play him again? And I got to tell you, Jonas, I could see Giannis playing 40 minutes. I could see him absolutely not passing the ball and trying to win this game himself. And so because of that, because I'm forecasting a huge amount of usage for Giannis, Giannis in this game, I did not touch that 31 and a half. I did not play him under. 
All right, so now that we transition away from Giannis and uh, you winning that best bet a couple of nights ago, you and McKenzie, now we look forward to team number four. We are in the final four, the home stretch, as we preview the NFL season. And Steve Fezzik, for team number four, we are going all the way to the NFC South. Yeah, New Orleans Saints, my number four team. I'm going to lean under 10 and a half wins. And the reason is the Cowboys, we spoke about how unlucky they were last year. Well, the Saints were lucky. The Saints won 13 games, but they won 6-1 and one in close games. They were plus 15 in turnovers. Now, good teams should win the turnover battle, but not by 15. So that certainly helped them to get to 13 wins. Bottom line, I think they should have won about 11. So if that's the case, why am I leaning under 10 and a half? It's all about Drew Brees, where at age 41, I have concerns about Drew Brees now. He played great at the end of the year last year until the playoffs. In December, he was playing at a fantastic level. But I think a big part of that was, remember, Breeze missed five games. Bridgewater came in. And because of that, Breeze was fresh in December. I'm not so sure he's going to be fresh over a 16-game season. And because of that, I think we might well see a Breeze that absolutely struggles end of the year versus beginning of the year. Saints under 10.5 is a lean for me. Now, you also have, uh, by the way, 10.5. I would take the over on 10.5 apologies from Drew Brees' offseason. Uh, I mean, if I were betting, I mean, the number of times he apologized. And then, again, that's just me. If I, if I were betting and making, you know, the prop bet monsters like I like to do on my weekend overnight show, I would like to point out the number of apologies by Drew Brees this offseason, and I believe that it is over 10.5. But in all seriousness, the other part of this that I look at New Orleans and why I'm also down on them, I'm always skeptical. Anytime somebody already has one foot out the door, I'm really skeptical on being able to trust them. And that's why I'm skeptical on New Orleans, because Drew Brees signed a two-year contract extension, but his own coach said this is his final year. And then he tried to come back and say, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about, and he tried to cover it up, but no, no, no. You know exactly what you're talking about. He's already got a contract lined up with NBC to go be a broadcaster after all is said and done. So that's already lined up. I believe that this is Drew Brees' final year. I, b- I believe he's already got one foot out the door. It's not exactly been the smoothest offseason for Drew Brees, and many people are still calling him out. I think he's a fraud for a lot of his, his messaging and, and the things that he was doing. One minute he says this, the next he says that. I'm not... I agree with you. I'm down on New Orleans. How far down? I don't know if I'm ready to say that they're not going to make the playoffs, especially with an extra playoff spot there. But I just think that division got better. And I don't know that that as far as Drew Brees goes and the New Orleans Saints, that this is going to be the easiest path for them to try and make another deep run at a Super Bowl because I think they've had too many opportunities. They've gotten really close. Bad luck has gotten in the way a lot of the time, whether it's the Minneapolis Miracle, whether it's uh, the NFC title game and the call there, the non-call against Kyle Rudolph in the playoff game a year ago. At a certain point, you can't just expect to continue to get back to that same place every single year. That's why I'm down on New Orleans this year. Well, I think you're going to like my proposition best bet on the Saints then based upon your talk about Drew Brees because I'm playing Drew Brees in a prop best bet under 4,000 pass yards, Jonas. So Brees, back in 2016, he threw for over 5,000 yards. Then the next year, at age 38, he threw for 4,300 yards. Then at age 39, he threw for right around 4,000. Obviously, last year he only played 11 games, but um, you look at his production levels the last two years, it's been right around that 4,000 number. Now he's a year older. And take a look at the quarterbacks on the Saints. 
I think very good chance Jameis Winston certainly sees some playing time, especially in blowouts, mop-up time for um, him to go ahead and show what he can do. And Taysom Hill, even in a playoff game against the Vikings, was getting some key usage. you got to feel that Hill is going to get some playing time also. So with three quarterbacks that are going to get some playing time, I can't see how 41-year-old Breeze, who's going to be 42 in January, is going to be a guy that's going to go over 4,000 pass yards. That is a best bet. Breeze under 4,000 pass yards. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. So there we go. Uh, teams five and four in the NFL in our season preview countdown. Number five being the Dallas Cowboys, number four being the New Orleans Saints. Uh, if you missed any of those best bets, you can check out the podcast uh, after the show at foxsportsradio.com uh, and check that out. Just search straight out of Vegas. We are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today. More than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coming up next, we have got a best bet also inside knowledge in how to make money on an event that you know nothing about find out what we're talking about next here on straight out of vegas right here on fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell here on FSR. Coming up 15 minutes from now, top of next hour, it is the odd couple here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, make sure you stick around. Always a good listen to good dudes coming up here in about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Steve Fezzik, we have got NBA playoff action. Now, we're not talking about the fact that the Miami Heat are currently covering the five-point underdog spread against the Milwaukee Bucks, but there's like five minutes left in the opening quarter, so it doesn't really count. But we're talking about later on, game one, 9 p.m. Eastern time from the bubble. We've got the Lakers and the Rockets, and right now, L.A. on pregame.com is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, and you know what, Jonas? This is just a lean for me, not a best bet, and here's why. Last night, the Lakers were laying six in this game, and we're watching the Clippers annihilate Denver. But what was the situation? Denver had just come off a grueling seven-game series, and the Clippers were rested, and the Clippers hit a home run in a home run spot. Well, I could make the case this is an identical situation. Given it's such an obvious identical situation, I really think if you were going to bet the Lakers, you should have bet them last night back when it was minus six because it was pretty clear where the money was going to come, and it did come on the Lakers. And you know those little half points, they don't sound like they matter, but they absolutely add up. And power rating-wise, this is all about the great situation for the Lakers because I don't have the Lakers nearly a six-point favorite against Houston in a neutral site. I only have the Lakers three points better. So the point spread tax is just a little bit too much, despite the great situation, just a lean to the Lakers. Well, let me ask you this. If you were, and I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to name call here on Fox Sports Radio, but there are some people out there who have a little bit of an issue with gambling. Um, some might call them degenerate flunky gamblers. Now, some have called me a degenerate flunky gambler because I was betting on a horse race in Japan at 11 p.m. at night on a Saturday a couple of months ago. And that's a fact. That's a true story. <laughs> and I lost. I'm not even, that is a 100% true story. I swear on everything to that being the truth. But 
with that being said, if you wanted to get in on this game and you had to, if you had to pay, if somebody, if, if somebody just said, all right, I've got to bet on this game. I, I don't like the point spread. What are, what is another option for them just off the top of your head that you would look at maybe investigating, whether it be a player point total, the over under point total for the game. If there was something else out there that would be enticing enough for somebody who maybe doesn't trust this six and a half to six point spread, uh, depending on when you get it for the Lakers that still wants to get down on this game. I think I would look to play later in the game on the Lakers, either second half line or in game wagering because the Lakers have, they might be a little bit rusty Certainly, Houston's got the fatigue. When should that fatigue matter the most in the second half and in the fourth quarter? So if you're betting during the game, I would look Lakers later in the game. And I know you mentioned that this would be a carbon copy to what we saw with the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets last night as far as, you know, emotional game, emotional ending to a game. I would just say, I mean, like, is James Harden really going to be that bad offensively two games in a row? That's that's the only cautionary tale for me on this is James Harden is an all-time great scorer. I, I just don't know if they keep him under wraps, especially that backcourt, which is just going to be no match for the Houston Rockets. You know, it's a great point. It's one thing to have Dort covering you and shutting you down right. and then having Caruso chasing after you trying yeah. to keep up with you, right? Exactly. Uh, all right, so Steve Fezzik, we do have the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Uh, this is not early May. The Kentucky Derby, because of COVID, was moved all the way back to the beginning of September. So it's four months later than it's supposed to be. But here we go when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. What are the odds? Who's the favorite? Give us some tips on how to bet the Kentucky Derby. Not that you're a horse betting expert, but give us some tips because I can't apply anybody to anybody listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Surely. So tis the law is the five to eight prohibitive favorite. Then honor AP five to one and authentic eight to one. I got to tell you, I know a lot of guys that are indeed professional bettors and gamblers, and none of the guys I know bet on horses to make a living or to make money. That's not to say that it can't be done. But what my guys do that they do make money is they don't bet into the paramutual funds where the house goes ahead and rakes 18% off. So instead, they look at horse matchups, which will come up tomorrow. So they'll take a horse they like versus a horse that they don't like, and they'll bet a head-to-head like a sports bet and pay much less in terms of VIG. So that's the only way you can turn animals into borderline human beings is wait till the day of the race and turn them into head-to-head competitions is really what we're saying here. Yes. Okay, very good. Uh, Now, here's how I bet on this. And you tell me on a scale of 1 to 10 how dumb this strategy is. I look at horse races like roulette. And so here's what I would do. In roulette, you can bet the inside numbers. And as long as you're on a $10 minimum table, you just put in 10 $1 chips on the inside numbers. And if you hit one of those numbers, the payout is what, 35 to 1 or 36 to 1, Fez? Yes, 35. Okay, Okay, so if you hit on one of those, but you lose on the other ones, obviously, you're going to come out plus 25, all right? So that's if you hit on one of the inside numbers. So you're going to come out plus 25. The way I approach horse betting is this. I look at it like it's the inside numbers at roulette, and I bet anywhere from 2 to $5 on anywhere from 5 to 8 horses, And then I just hope that the horse that does win is a big enough long shot that I end up making a little bit of money over everything that I spent on the other horses. What do you make of that strategy, Steve Fezzik? 
I think your chances of winning at roulette <laughs> will actually be better. Come on. Like, this, it's the best I got, Fez. Like, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to look out for the people, the common man that listen to this show, not the sharps like you that are making money and staring people down the barrel of your, of your you know, bets and your wins and your best bets and all that stuff. Come on, Fez. Look out for the little people. All right. We're back on Tuesday, 6 Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Vegas! 